Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Football Betting Podcast with me, your host, Tom Pipkin, and my co-host, Tom Walker. Hi, guys. Welcome to the show. Thanks for taking the time to tune in. Yeah, so uh, we came pretty close with your bomb-proof trouble, didn't we, last weekend? Just West Brom letting us down. Again, West Brom costing us Zachers. What's going on? Yeah, I don't know. And they drew nil-nil, which is even more annoying because they didn't lose. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that was particularly tough to take, especially as I, I managed to pull out the two-to-one with Coventry, etc. But, you know, it just wasn't meant to be. Yeah, and of course, mine uh, also was cost by one. We'll cover this in a bit more detail, obviously, later in the show. But uh, Swindon yeah. surprisingly losing at home to Forest Green Rovers to uh, cost my treble as well. So we were very close, but uh, unfortunately, no cigar last weekend. Unfortunately not, but a new week brings brings new opportunity. Um, full fixture lists. The I, I really feel like we're at, the business kind of ends now. Mm. Every sure. game see, seems to have that extra little piece of uh, piece of meaning. So, yeah, really exciting fixtures and uh, can't wait to get started. Yeah, and I think in a way that probably makes it a bit harder to tip, doesn't it? Because, you know, when you're midway through the season, it's kind of clear cut who's doing really well and on good form and who's on poor form. Whereas at this stage of the season, this is where teams scrapping for their lives at the bottom of the leagues really start to put in performances so they can throw in the coupon busters. So, you know, it's up to us to kind of dodge these coupon busters as they inevitably come up every weekend. Exactly. And the, and just look at the championship for the best example. I mean, uh, the teams at the bottom, well, the majority of them are all arguably putting together the best run of form at the moment. So, yeah, it's... <laughs> It's a peculiar time, but uh, we'll do our best as ever and hopefully bring you a, a couple of winners and an overall enjoyable show. Exactly. So we'll get kick-started with the Premier League then. Uh, a few games on Saturday, kicking off with Watford against Leicester. Anything that takes your fancy in this particular game, the 12.30 kickoff? I, I think it's I think a banana skin, to be honest. Um, Leicester. So let's talk about Leicester just really quickly. Uh, won their last two games, yes, against Birmingham in the FA Cup and against an absolutely diabolical performance from Aston Villa on Monday Night Football. I'm thinking it's still a bit early to um, to be betting on Leicester as a team that you know earlier on in the season were reliable and you know they were on really good form. They're playing against the Watford side, last home game, beat Liverpool 3-0. I think this will be open and this will be enjoyable to watch. But um, yeah, not not convinced by Leicester. And um, yeah, I I had to go for anything. I'd probably say both teams to score, 7-10. But yeah, in terms of an overall result, I think just enjoy the game. Watch in brief. Yeah, uh, Leicester... Just one win in the last five away games. That was on the 25th of January uh, against Brentford in the Cup. Uh, Three losses in that time away at Burnley, Villa and Norwich. So not been on the best run of form away from home. So I can completely take your both teams to score tippers. Probably the best angle to go down, if any. Um, We've got five three o'clocks this weekend. Bournemouth Palace. 
Brighton, Arsenal, Man City, Burnley, Newcastle, Sheffield United and Norwich, Southampton. Whoa, that is a lot of coin toss games. <laughs> yes, it is. It is a lot of to- uh, coin toss games. Um, I think the one for me that sticks out is Arsenal. So 13 to 10, absolutely glorious price. This, for me, is one of the best prices of the entire weekend. Um, So let me just go into that a little bit more. So Brighton, as we all know, in a little bit of free fall, um, still in 15th, but in terms of points-wise, it is getting a little bit more hairy. Uh, Mm. Just two points separates them from the bottom three. Arsenal... Um, they and sorry, Brighton haven't won in their last 10 games. Arsenal traditionally been pretty poor away from home and, and really good at home under Wenger for so long. But they, did you know, Tom, they haven't lost any of their last 11 away matches? Have they not? That's a much better run than I thought it was, to be honest. 11, yeah, it's, it's a really good record. Um, in terms of wins. This is where it does get a little dicey. They've only won two of 13, drawn eight, lost three. Mm. So, you know, it sounds great, doesn't it? They haven't lost in 11, but few too many draws in there. However, I think the fact that Brighton are kind of in a bit of free fall at the moment, and this is, apart from the Olympiacos result, about as good as I can remember seeing Arsenal for a couple of years now. Um, I'm really happy to take 13 to 10 uh, for the Gunners. Okay. Yeah, I think personally, I'll probably be going down the both teams to score angle again for this one. Uh, the price for both teams to get on the score sheet is four to six. So not the biggest price we'll have all weekend. But what I think should come in, considering that six of the last seven games between the two sides have been both teams to score. That includes the last four in a row. Um, they don't seem to be particularly dull games when these two sides meet, so I can see goals. Maybe. Brighton drawing a blank the last two games, so not overly convinced, but uh, we're allowed to disagree, Tom. Yeah, home form's been better, though. You know. True. Uh, let's 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 agree to disagree and move on, shall we? <laughs> okay. You think, <laughs> think City will beat Burnley? Um, the price three yeah. twenty five, which is what about one to eight? I wouldn't go yeah. anywhere near it, considering that Burnley are mm. on a decent run of form. Twenty to one to Burnley. Um, I don't think they'll win, but <laughs> it's a big price. Yeah, Chris Wood against Otamendi and Fernandinho. You know, um, that for me is enough reason not to bet on City at that price. Uh, and then the other games, so Bournemouth Palace, Newcastle, Sheffield United, Norwich, Southampton. I don't know about you, but they're very, very tough to call. Um, I don't know which side of the fence I'd land on any of them. Yeah, you're spot on. You're spot on. Um, I think the one thing that I would probably lean towards for... Uh, the Norwich game. I, I'm thinking I'm going to go for Norwich, uh, 17 to 10, home Southampton. Norwich. I'm, I'm just looking the last four games for each side. Um, so Norwich lost away at Sheffield United, but I watched the game live actually, and um, Norwich deserved the point for me. They beat 
Tottenham away in the FA Cup are obviously on penalties. They beat Leicester at home and then previously to that, they uh, lost away at Wolves. Southampton lost at home to Newcastle. That was a poor result. Uh, lost away at West Ham. That was an absolutely horrendous result. Beat a Villa side that is absolutely all at sea. And then lost to Burnley. So Southampton, I think if you take away that victory against Villa, which I think masks how poor they've been recently. Um, I'm fancying Norwich, Tom. Mm. Um, really encouraging from what I've seen um, in the Sheffield United game. And and 17 to 10, I think they'll they'll see this as a must-win game. And, and I, I quite fancy them. Yeah, well, six points away from safety is getting into must-win territory, isn't it? These games against sides in the bottom half of the table at home, they've really got to be looking to take three points. So, yeah, I can see uh, why you'd be going for Norwich for that one. The evening kickoff is Villa Chelsea. I'll be all over Chelsea here, 13 to 20. Not so much because I'm particularly impressed with how well Chelsea have been doing recently. Uh, they had a good win against Everton, 4-0, last weekend. It's more Villa. They really, really worry me at the moment. They've lost five consecutive games across all competitions. Uh, they're conceding lots of goals, conceded at least two goals in each of those five games. And for a team struggling at the wrong end of the table, they're in 19th, two points from safety, second worst goal difference in the league. Um, the amount of goals that they're currently conceding, the amount of shots they concede in each game, it's a real worry. Um, and I do think that they're going to go down this season uh, because of it. So I think they're there for Chelsea to uh, just take. Villa, victims of Canada Fulham tactic, really. Um, you know, chucking money at it, signing, signing a lot of players, maybe disrupting the apple cart a little bit, like, the kind of signing of Pepe Reina kind of sums it all up for me. Uh, big name, comes in on a loan. He's been absolutely, he, he's literally imitating a clown right now. <laughs> and he, he's been absolutely terrible. And that kind of summarises their their kind of transfer strategy and, and the sheer panic. So, yeah, uh, I agree with you. Chelsea absolutely all day, every day. Yeah. Okay, um, let's move to Sunday then. Two games, West Ham Wolves and Spurs Tottenham. Anything that you'd lean towards there personally? um, Nothing that I'd strongly tip, but I'd be leaning towards both Wolves and Man United. Agreed, agreed. I, I think Wolves is the weaker tip out of those two. Um, United for me is something I'm really interested in got a great record haven't they against last season's top six Um, unbeaten all season Uh, Tottenham haven't won their last six they've got an absolutely huge list of players injured uh, especially Kane and Son obviously that's pretty much their entire attacking force injured Um, and United playing away from home, playing on the break uh, with the pace of Martial and Rashford, etc. Six to five, like I think that's a good price and I'm yeah. I'm really interested in United. I think, yeah. you know, classic Mourinho as well, huge, dark, gloomy cloud over Tottenham right now. And the last thing he wants is his 
previous employers coming here and, and winning, but I think it will happen. Yeah, so you've got more of a lean going on for Man United. You've got a full-on jump into the United camp. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm on the diving board wondering whether to get in for Wolves. And for United, I'm absolutely head to toe. <laughs> That's how I'd describe it. Okay. Why do you think Wolves? Why do you think are Wolves a bit more stronger for you? No, no, not at all. I'd, um, I'd, I'd agree based on the contrasting form of Spurs and United. And like you say, Spurs injury lists. I completely agree that Man United are probably the stronger of the two. I don't know what it is with Wolves. I think they'll win, but I don't entirely trust them especially away from home. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, and then Monday, then we've got one more game to cover. It's the Merseyside derby, um, Everton against Liverpool. We've, well, we're recording on a Wednesday night. Um, Liverpool are about to get knocked out of the Champions League by a, a miraculous comeback in the last five minutes of extra time against Atletico Madrid. Can you see any kind of knock-on leading into this game? Um, or do you think, you know, it's a derby, they'll be well up for it. They know they're, what, two wins away now from winning the Premier League. So <clears throat> that's all pretty much sewn up. I am struggling for the result, to be honest. I'd be much more interested in looking at the over-under goals market. Um, under 2.5 goals is 11 to 10. Uh, I'm tipping that mainly because when these two sides meet, it tends to be pretty cagey affairs. The last one was a 5-2, but it's more of an anomaly. Um, before that, you've had a 0-0, a 1-0, a 0-0, a 1-1 and a 1-0. So very, very close cagey encounters in recent times of these Merseyside derbies. So 11-10 to 10 for under 2.5 goals is a pretty good price. Yeah, history is backing that up, isn't it? I wasn't quite aware um, of the uh, kind of implications there. But yeah, I'm with you in terms of kind of performance, uh, sorry, result-wise. I'm not going near Liverpool. They've lost three away games in a row. Um, they This feels like a loss right now. Obviously, on the night is 2-2, but you know it feels like a on-the-night loss. Um, they have lost, obviously, to... To Watford, um, they've been beaten by Chelsea. I, I'm just, I'm not sure why you would go for Liverpool at this stage. I know Everton aren't great, um, but I, I don't see what the attraction is going for uh, going for the red half of Merseyside here. I think just watching brief, or like you said, Tom, the uh, the under goals might be uh, something worth looking at. Yeah, and as we speak, uh, Madrid have scored a third goal in extra time. So, uh, three, oh well, there you go. They've, on the night they've lost. Liverpool. Yeah, they've but, lost four in a row now on the road. So, uh, yeah, um, I, I don't see why you'd be going for Liverpool. They will win the league. Everyone needs to calm down. You know, they're not going to throw it away. But uh, yeah, they're not. They're not going to win. I don't think on Monday night. No. Okay, moving into the championship then. This is a tough old lead to predict this uh, this weekend. There's not an awful lot from all the games, which I really had down, to be honest. I don't know if you want to get kicked off with something that you like the look of. Oh, God. Thanks a bunch. <laughs> um, it's, <laughs> it's pretty tough. 
It's pretty tough. I'm not going to lie. Um, I mean, my, my first my first tip is a really loose tip. Um, lots of individuals are going to disagree with me here, and, and that's absolutely fine. Um, I watched the Friday night game uh, with Forrest and Millwall, and Forrest were pretty poor. They got beat 3-0 and didn't really offer anything, and Millwall were absolute deserved winners. I'm looking at Forest on the road recently. At home, we know they've struggled more um, than uh, away from home. There's a four-point difference um, away from home than at home, um, obviously in the favour of being on the road. Previous away games, 2-2 away at Middlesbrough weren't great. Got a result there. Uh, beat Cardiff away, very impressive. Uh, beat, uh, sorry, Drew away at West Brom. That was impressive. Um, there was a loss against Birmingham, but previously before that, they beat Brentford away. Forest on the road have been decent, and they're playing against arguably the team in the either Sheffield Wednesday or Hull City are probably the worst team in terms of form and general free fall in the league. And Sheffield Wednesday still have this points deduction hanging over them. Um, and Forrest have, have shown time and time again that just when everyone thinks that they're, they're not quite there, they're going to pull something out. And, and for me, I, you know, it, I don't have too much to go off, but I think Forrest can still uh, keep hold of uh, that playoff spot by getting a win at Hillsborough. They're priced at two to one. Yeah, it's a, it's a good price. Um it's something about Sheffield Wednesday. I feel like every time we play them, we lose to them. But um, I can say we haven't see... won it. We haven't won at Hillsborough. I say we. If you if you're new to the show, me and Tom are Forest fans. Um, we haven't won at Hillsborough in the last four attempts. Yeah. So this is me going out on a whim a little bit. But you know, look at Sheffield Wednesday, Tom. Yeah, diabolical. Look at the state they're in right now. Gary Monk. Post-match comments after the 5-0 loss away at Brentford, which was their last game. He said that was the most embarrassed he's ever been in football from youth level to present day. Uh, He said there's a lot going on at the club. There's a lot. There's underlying issues that will not be sorted overnight and the club needs to wake up. Yeah. So, yeah, for me, I, I fancy Forrest against a team like that, especially away from the city ground. Okay, yeah, an alternative um, thing for that game would be, for me, over 2.5 goals. Eight consecutive games between the two sides have been over 2.5 goals. If you fancy that again, 11 to 10 is the price, so it's a good one. Yeah. Another stats-based tip from myself, again, at a pretty good price, I reckon, um, considering the stats that I'm about to give you is in the West Midlands derby, West Brom against Birmingham. This game, I don't know which way it's going to go, but I think both teams will get on the score sheet, priced at 8-11. to Uh, Again, eight consecutive games between the two sides have been both teams to score. Um, So we're hoping on that again. West Brom have been much better away this season than at home. Struggled at times at the Hawthorns. Birmingham unbeaten in the last five away matches um, until they lost to Reading last weekend. 
they're actually unbeaten in the last eight championship matches as well. So they're on a pretty good run of form themselves, playing against this West Brom side who have thrown some dodgy results in recently, as we know, to cost uh, a few accumulators. So I could see both teams getting on the score sheet here, but result-wise, I don't know which way this is going to go. Yeah, and that kind of echoes the rest of the league, doesn't it, to be honest? Um, I mean, it's a right old pig's ear, (laughs) isn't it? (laughs) It is. It really is. You've got a lot of games, similar to the the few three o'clocks that we spoke about in the Prem, uh, where it's a real toss-up between the two sides. Some massive games as well. Fulham-Brentford, the Friday night game. Hull-Charlton, that's a really, really big game. And you've got Millwall-Derby, both of those kind of eye in the playoffs. Blackburn-Bristol City. There's a lot going on, isn't there? Mm, Um, I mean, if you you can wait till Sunday, I think... Sorry, who did you just tip again? My mind's just gone blank. Um, Both teams to score. West Brom. West Brom, that's it, yeah. I think if you can wait till Sunday, um, I think Leeds, price at three to four, is an interesting price. Uh, Leeds, new league leaders after the weekend just gone. Away at a Cardiff side that definitely have their uh, sights set on the playoffs. And I think they're only three points off at the time of recording. Two. Leeds haven't, two, sorry. Leeds haven't lost in their last six games, five wins. Uh, they've been back to their kind of scintillating best recently. They haven't conceded in uh, five games in a row, um, and they've obviously won all five of those to nil. They've they've been absolutely sparkling, and as handy as Cardiff are, Leeds three to four. I think that's a really good price on the uh, on the Sunday game. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Shall we move into League One then? There's a bit more opportunity here. Yes, League One, mate. Take it away. What have you got for us? Well, let's get started straight off with uh, the league leaders, Coventry. They're at home to a Shrewsbury Town side who are in very kind of indifferent form at the moment. Kind of win one, win one, lose two kind of form. Um, away from home, not been the best either recently. They've lost three of the last four games away from home, just scoring one in that time. Coventry have got a very good home record. Uh, fifth best in the league, just four points behind Portsmouth, who've got the top home record. And I just think they're going to have too much for this Shrewsbury side in the form that they're in. They've won six of the last seven games, um, including including showing that they can grind out 1-0s as well, as they've done in the last two games against Ipswich and Sunderland. So, you know, they're beating Portsmouth, they're, beating, they're drawing with Rotherham, they're beating Sunderland, they're beating Ipswich. They're going to have more than enough to beat this uh, this inconsistent Shrewsbury side. Yeah, Shrewsbury side that collapsed um, on the on the weekend off the back of a red card as well, obviously in their game against Oxford. So not not exactly how you kind of want to finish a game two 0 up, going down to ten, losing yeah. <laughs> losing a game. Uh, so yeah, completely agreed there. Um, Peterborough, I think we got to discuss it. They're away at Bolton. They're eight to fifteen. They're gonna win. That's all I have to say. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> Move um, on. Terrible price. Yeah, uh, and then another team you just mentioned, Oxford, coming from behind to beat Shrewsbury last weekend. Uh, they, for me, look like one of the 
sure bets of the weekend. They've won five consecutive games now. You can tell from that come from behind win when they're 2-0 down uh, to win 3-2 late on. There's plenty of spirit in that in that side. They're really going for not just playoffs now. They're going for automatic promotion. They're only two points behind Rotherham with a better goal difference as well. So it's all to play for for, for Oxford. They can definitely build upon these five wins in a row that they've got against an MK Don side who don't travel particularly strongly, no wins away in the last five, uh, generally very inconsistent form. The last two, well, the last three Oxford home games have seen a 5-0 win, a 3-0 win and a 2-1 win. So uh, coupled with scoring three goals away last weekend, they're scoring plenty of goals, aren't they? They've kind of gone the opposite way to what a lot of people thought they would have gone um, from January when Brentford bought Tariq Fosu and uh, Shandon Baptiste off them. I think people yeah. kind of thought they'd, they'd probably fade away a little bit after losing arguably arguably their two best players, but they've really rallied and yeah. done quite mm. the opposite. 100%, Tom. You just, honestly, I had Oxford wrote down and um, my note here says um, not fading even since losing Baptiste and yeah. Fosu. So, yeah, um, really, really good. Yellows looking looking good. Um, another team looking good. Uh, I mean, I feel like I'm shortchanging the profit chasers here. But Rotherham at home, Southend, 1-5. to five. <laughs> Rotherham will win. Move on. 1-5. Jeez, that... Even though I think they'll win, that would not be seeing any of my money this weekend. No way. It's five. League One. It's yeah. League One. And it's it's such an open league. I mean, yes, Bolton and Southend are considerably worse than everyone else, but at the end of the day, it's a game of football, isn't it? Uh, and, you know, Southend have got professional players on their books. So, yeah, uh, one to five. God, I, I don't understand the people that, that back that kind of stuff. No, um, it's, not, it's not for me, put it that way. <laughs> There's another short-priced uh, game near the top of the league as well for League One, which again, I think will win. It's, a, it's looking like a good weekend for a lot of the teams at the top in League One uh, this weekend. Fourth-placed Portsmouth, who are currently also two points off Rotherham, uh, chasing that final automatic promotion spot. They're at home to Accrington Stanley. Um, I've mentioned a few minutes ago, Portsmouth have the best home record in the league. I think at one to two, they should have more than enough to beat this Stanley side. Uh, Portsmouth have scored at least two goals in each of the last five home games. Uh, I think, yeah, Stanley, three lost in the last four games. Uh, just one win in the last five. I think Portsmouth is going to you know, try out a comfortable victory here. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, it's really hotting up in the uh, in the promotion race, isn't it? In League yeah. One, yeah. so every game for a team like that is is just absolutely crucial. Um, so, yeah, completely agree with you. To be honest, not too much more in League One for myself. I don't know if you want to polish it off with any additionals. Nope, that's all. Yeah. Okay. Happy to move into League Two. Yeah, absolutely. Let's look at League Two. Um, do you want to get us kicked off? Yeah, I'll get us kicked off. Um, first of all, I think it's worth looking at Walsall. Kind of feel like a bit of a vulture with uh, Mark Kennedy's Macclesfield here. But Mactown, 
not won any of their last nine games. Uh, they've lost three matches in a row. They've lost five of the last six. It, it's it's grim. There's potentially three points deductions on the horizon for Macclesfield. Um, it is arguably... I mean, if Stevenage somehow survive this season, it will be the biggest injustice in EFL history. It's a disgrace uh, they survive. My God. If a team stays up winning three of 36 as they are now, um, yeah, that, that would be absolutely heartbreaking for Macclesfield and a complete joke. Um, but anyway, uh, Mactown, they're in all kinds of trouble. Uh, they're playing a Warsaw side that you can kind of forgive them for being on the beach a little bit. Uh, you know, if they were not quite performing, you, you would get it a little bit. Uh, they're nine points off the playoffs. I don't know if that's too much to make up in, in the nine games. I'm thinking so. Uh, but they've been on some good form. Uh, they've won three of the last five. Um, so they are unbeaten, obviously, in their last five too. Um, typically, the better results have come at home, uh, but away from home, uh, they are actually unbeaten in their last three games as well, uh, notably a good win away at Forest Green. Uh, Walsall priced at 29 to 20. I think that's a good little pick there against, like I said, a, a wounded gazelle mm. in uh, Macclesfield. Yeah, no, you absolutely can't knock their results since February. They've been very good. Uh, and uh, there we go. You've also just used, for the first time this season, the on-the-beach line. We're at that stage of the yeah. season now. That's true. The first time in... Uh, in Is this our third season that That's we've right. done this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, the, <laughs> so it made it all the way to the 11th of March before that classic term was slung around. <laughs> so I'm sure there'll be plenty more teams that we class as on the beach, um, soaking the sun up in Dubai over the next next few weeks and months. But uh, well done to Walsall for being potentially the first there. Um, I've got just a couple in League Two. The first one being Grimsby. They're at home to Carlisle, and we've spoken before on the show about how Ian Holloway seems to have come in and he's really changed things at Grimsby, and it's really working for the better for them. They're looking on course for a, a top-half finish. Um, you know, they're just a point behind Crawley in 12th place. Um, so if they can get into the top 12, I think that'll represent a really, really positive second half to the season for them because they were looking really, really poor you know, during the first three or four months before uh, good old Ollie came in. They have yep. won three of the last five games at home. They scored plenty of goals in that time as well. They scored at least two in four of those games, uh, three on three on one occasion, four on another occasion, just one 3 nil loss to, to Northampton is blotting that copybook. But I just think they're going to have too much for this Carlisle side who... They're they're on okay form, you know. We could say Carlisle, Carlisle, or another side on the beach. They're safe. They're not going to get the playoffs. Um, I just think Grimsby eleven to ten is going to be a a pretty entertaining game with a another good result for uh, for the Grimsby. 
Yeah, the Mariners. Yeah, I I agree, Tom. Yeah, um, I don't see I don't see what Carlisle offer to this game. To be honest, I feel like they're just they're just opponents for Grimsby. It's all about Grimsby, yeah. and uh, yeah, really fancy them. Let's talk about Cheltenham Town. Cheltenham in fifth position, in the thick of that uh, promotion picture. They're, they've got a very awkward-looking game away at, at, uh, at uh, Cambridge. Cambridge, Tom, come on. Um, Michael Duff's Cheltenham have won five of the last six. Um, they are unbeaten, obviously, in their last six. They're playing against a Chelsea. They're playing against a Cambridge side um, that have lost two in a row and not won in their last three. When you have a look at the results, a loss away at Leighton Orient, a loss at home to Carlisle, and a creditable draw away at Plymouth. But the loss at home to Carlisle is is a big concern. And they're playing against the Cheltenham side, as I said, that are firing on all cylinders. Um, recently, in the last couple of years, Cheltenham have been known for having just absolutely incredible um, home form. And it's been the same case, and it's always been the away form that's missing. Um, but they've lost four of 18 on the road. Uh, they've really added that to their game. And that's why I fancy Cheltenham at a very nice price of 13 to 10. Yeah, I agree. Um, I really like Cheltenham this season. I think uh, they definitely have potential to crash the top three, the form they're in. Uh, they've got a game in hand, four points outside of it. Better goal difference yeah. than, all of, than all of them as well. Yeah, uh, the only thing that concerns me, uh, their top scorer, Ryan Broom, um, actually a midfielder with eight goals. Luke Varney, who I, I cannot believe is still playing league football, um, is their top scoring striker on seven from twenty-one. I feel like there there are sides that there are side that goals come from all over, but sometimes it's great to have you know one guy that's just absolutely lethal. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I worry that they don't have an Owen Doyle kind of character to. You know, do any smash and grabs. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Good point. Um, anything else that you want to pick out? Because there's not an awful lot else that I'm pretty hot on, to be honest. I feel like I've lost a bit of trust in Swindon after last weekend. Uh, they play away at Oldham this weekend. Oldham not on bad form. Uh, crew, I guess. Should win away at Mansfield, priced at eleven to ten. Um, and then, I, what would you say? Plymouth should also win against Morecambe, but again, I don't know why. But I've got a bit of a doubt over that one. Yeah, yeah, not not one hundred percent sure. Morecambe at the is it the Globe Arena? I think. I think so. Um, it's a it's it's a sticky little spot, and that like yeah. obviously Plymouth. Plymouth favourites. I wouldn't be surprised if they won at six to five, but yeah, Morecambe, sticky old little uh, opponents. I think. Yeah, they've not lost at home uh, since the twenty sixth of December. So you know it's going on for three months now. So they're not a bad yeah. side at home. Held, held crew 
in their last home game, a, a side very similar in in playing style to Plymouth as well. Yeah. So maybe that's something to go off. Yeah. Uh, anything else though, that you'd like to put forward? No. Um, happy to move on to recap last week's bomb-proof trebles. Okay, we'll start with mine. Um, I had Plymouth to beat Macclesfield, and they did so comfortably 3-0. You also had Crew to beat Stevenage. They also comfortably won 3-1. And we were looking for uh, Swindon to make it, a, make it a hat-trick of wins for the top three sides in League Two. However, they surprisingly lost at home to Forest Green Rovers 2-0. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm still. <clears throat> the jury is still out for me. Uh, we said that Plymouth were a, a bit of a strange short price. Uh, did our research Swindon. and, uh, sorry, Swindon, a uh, bit of a short price. We did our research, didn't we? Um, but I, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't see any mass injuries. I didn't see, you know anything that, that suggested that Swindon wouldn't win that game. I don't know. Maybe the bookies just had an inkling. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's one of them things, Forest Green, two shots on target, two goals. And, uh, yeah, I don't think Swindon played particularly badly. Just Forest Green took their chances with clinical and just sat on a lead. Um, and it's just one of them things, I guess. And the rest is history. Yeah, bookies win yeah. again. Bookies win. Um, unfortunately, I was also in a similar position to Tom. Um, I started off though. I had Coventry at two to one. Uh, they beat Ipswich away one nil. He also had Leeds to beat Huddersfield, and they did so two nil. However, I did have West Brom away at Swansea, and unfortunately, it was a nil nil draw. Not often. You lose a bomb-proof treble with all three of the sides that you've chosen. Keep clean sheets. No, very annoying <laughs> that you kept three clean sheets and didn't get a winner in the treble. Um, so I think between us, we somehow managed to lose. Uh, we we picked two of the coupon buster results, didn't we? We did in um, in. Uh, Swindon and West Brom, yeah. yeah. And unfortunately, the bombproof treble had West Brom and Swindon on it. So that was just an absolute car crash, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, but, it was. But anyway, moving on. New week, new opportunity, plenty of nice prices around. I'm confident we can give the, uh, the profit chasers a little bit of redemption, Tom. I agree. Um, so for me, I spoke about just then about how I went for the top three sides in League 2 last weekend we're going to do something similar this weekend but in League 1 we've got three sides in League 1 in the top four all at home so we're going to pick those three sides it's Portsmouth against Accrington Stanley priced at 1-2 to two. Oxford at home to Milton Keynes Dons priced at 7-10 to 10. and Coventry at home to Shrewsbury Town Priced at 11 to 20, and a £10 example stake on that returns 39.53. So, not the highest paying treble that we've ever read out, far from it, but you know, you've got three strong sides all at home, all on strong form. Um, so, you'd hope it would be a comfortable winner that last week was not. 
Yeah, 100%. I mean, the teams are up there for a reason. Obviously, they've been the better sides um, through, throughout the 30-odd games. And yeah, whacking them all in a treble is just, yeah, not overcomplicating it, right? It's, it's just right. pretty pretty straightforward stuff. Um, not going to lie to you, mine is less straightforward, uh, but I, I do still fancy it, of course. Um, my bomb-proof treble has the nickname Away Days, and that's Days spelled D-A-Y-Z, just cool. for extra, extra coolness. Yeah. Um, so this is three away sides that I've picked out. Um, we're going to start off in the Premier League. Uh, I'm going to go for Arsenal, away at Brighton, 13-10. to 10. I'm then going to drop down into League 2, and I'm going to go for Walsall, away at Macclesfield, and then I'm going to let it roll into Sunday and I'm going to go for United away at Tottenham. So very rare that I've got two Premier League teams in my, in my treble, uh, but £10 on returns a, a quite handsome £123.97. Wow. Yeah, that is uh, that's a good return. <laughs> substantial. I think it's substantial. Yeah. Is, is a good way to summarise it. Yeah, but I, uh, okay, yeah, I like it. Um, I'm quite surprised you chucked Walsall in the bomb-proof treble, if I'm honest. Why? Well, it's a very random team to throw in there. Yeah, but look at the, you know, I've done this before. I've done this before with with Stevenage. And a lot of the time, I look at the, I look at the opponent and think, yeah. God, you know. You're a you're a bad bad side, yeah. And then I pretty much fancy anyone against them, yeah. and yeah, this is more how bad Macclesfield are right now, and what a mess they're in, rather than how good Warsaw are. I do get where you're coming from there. Yeah, I think you'd have had uh, more safety if you took like a Peterborough in, for example, against Bolton. Yeah, but Peterborough Bolton, nah. Let's shoot for the stars. One hundred and twenty-three ninety-seven. Let's go. Okay, right. So let's bring it back down to earth a little bit with the joint treble. Um. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you, obviously from mine, you don't want Walsall. Oh, look, um, I, I'm I love Walsall in there. I don't know where you no, get no, that no. from. No, no, no. Let's have Arsenal. Are you happy with Arsenal? Uh, or do you want United? I'd be more happy with Man United, I think. All right, fine. We'll have United. Jeez. And then okay. from mine, I, I'd like to put yeah. forwards. Uh, we'll go for Coventry and Oxford. Okay. All right. So um, I'll read it out if you can get a price. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I've just wrote Coventry versus Oxford. That's not happening. Okay. Um, so the joint treble is going to start on the Saturday uh, with Tom's selections. Um, so we're going to go for Coventry at home to Shrewsbury. And we're also going to go for Oxford at home to MK Dons. Hopefully both of those win. And then it will roll into Sunday. And then it will be riding on the uh, Tottenham Man United game. And we're going to go for Manchester United. £10 on Tom would return. 57 97 Perfect. I feel like, Tom, that that's like a, a... I mean, obviously it's a hybrid. But even price-wise, that's a nice little middle ground. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's a good price. 
Yeah, we've got you, you at the kind of sensible level, me in the kind of dreamy land, and then the, the joint is somewhere in between. Yeah. 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 <laughs> good, exactly. good stuff. Good stuff. Um, so that wraps up all the tips. Let's have a quick look at fantasy football very, very quickly. I'm fuming with this. Fuming. Because prior to the Leicester game uh, on Monday night where they beat West Ham 4-0, I was in sixth in our league. Then Barnes and Vardy popped up with two goals each. And every single man is dog seems to have, for some reason, got Barnes and do- Barnes and Vardy in their team. And now I'm in 11th. So I was, re- I was really looking forward to, to this section of the show, reading my own name out in the rundown of the top 10. And it's been <laughs> stolen from me. And what's even worse than that is that I'm level on points with 10th. And for some reason, I'm in 11th. <laughs> I love it. I honestly that that's music to my ears. That is I love hearing you annoyed. Yeah. Great. <laughs> I well, do. I honestly love it. Anyway, top ten. Let's make it a top eleven this week. So for this week only top No no 11. no no no. <laughs> top top ten. We do top, top ten only. No, we'll do top eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Come on then, do top eleven. Edward Redoux, David Arias, Charlie Donnelly, Sean McCarthy, Simon Tither, Callum Hodgegart, new name, Chris Hindle, Darren Venn, David Doherty. Dee Moving Cattari. on then, no one needs to know anymore. So <laughs> that's your lot, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's your lot, guys. No one needs to hear anymore. <laughs> Moving on. Anyway, um, if you have enjoyed the show, Um, We would really like you to extend your podcast experience and help us grow on social media. Um, Twitter is our most active platform. So feel free to give us a follow, T underscore FB podcast. Uh, Also on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash football betting podcast. And if you have any questions, inquiries, um, I don't know, any ideas you want us to do in the show, feel free to email us, footballbettingpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, if you have enjoyed the show, guys, we'd really appreciate a rating and review again to help us grow the show. Um, and just a thank you for your time. Yeah. So, disappointing last week. Um, you know, could have been could have been so different. Yeah. Really could have been two winners, but alas, wasn't meant to be. Fingers crossed that we can... Uh, turn it around absolutely so uh hopefully we'll see plenty of winning bet slips this weekend guys please do send them in if uh, you've backed our tips your own tips and got any winners we'd love to see them we do thank you for listening guys take care see you next week <laughs>